You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear. Then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Greeting Wealth Builders, the podcast number 52. Calculate how much you earn or should earn each hour so that you know the cost of wasting time. You know, I have been a huge fan of Dan Sullivan's approach for years. He believes that knowing and focusing on your unique ability will put you in the best position to succeed. His concept is pretty simple. First, you divide your income by the number of hours you work during an average week. Divide this number by the number of days and then the number of hours each day. This is your billable hourly income. List the things that you love doing and that help you build wealth and be successful. Now, list all the crappy stuff that you hate doing and does not directly correlate to wealth and success. What is your hourly rate that someone will charge you to do the crappy stuff? difference of your billable hour hourly rate and the rate that you could pay someone is truly the cost of misusing your time doing non-productive and non-enjoyable stuff. Example, your income is $5,000 a month. You work 40 hours per week. Your billable hours is $125 per hour. Why would you spend time doing things you don't want to do and are not generating wealth when you could pay someone approximately $25 per hour to do it. This will free you up to focus and work on wealth building efforts and maximize your greatest commodity, time. Another interesting concept that I've benefited from while studying Dan Sullivan is the ceiling of complexity. This approach helps you to simplify your complexity, focus your energy, balance your life, and increase your income, which allows you to enjoy your success. Dan Sullivan has created the personal economic system. This is a system of habits, assumptions, beliefs, and values that determines how we allocate our days and what we get out of them. Dan says that we each have 365 days in a year for most wealth builders. One of the most basic assumptions is that any one of these days can be a work day. This belief leads to numerous problems that impact all areas of life. The Strategic Coach Program breaks your time management week down to three time frames. The first one is free days. These are days that are off limits to work. Then you have focus days. These are days that best results from directing effort. It's where you really do the work on your focus days. And these can be tedious work, but it is the core of what you do. And then there are the buffer days. 
This is the preparation, cleanup, delegation, and development day. Sometimes used as the catch-all days for what you didn't get done on the focus days. But the key thing to remember is the free day is the free day. It is not a day for work. But it all starts with planning and accepting that without some type of structure, it would be very hard to succeed. So I have invited a well-respected business coach to the show today. And she will give us her take on the basic concepts of strategic planning and why it is paramount to the success of you, your family, and your business. So please welcome to the podcast, Ms. Tandalyn Weaver. All right, so we are here with Tondalyn Weaver of TondalynWeaver.com. Thank you so much for being on the show, Tondalyn. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, James. And I'm, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to engaging in this conversation with you. Oh, so we're going to engage. Oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Well, listen, before we get started, tell my listeners a little bit about what you do and how you can positively affect their lives. All right. So I am a small business and life coach. I work a lot with women who are at that point in their lives where they want to do something different. Their children have grown up. They might be near retirement if they are working for a company. And so it's always about what is the next phase in the purpose of my life. And that's what I help them to identify. And as a coach, set out a plan and then hold them up successes at the end of the road. Okay. And, and today we're, we're talking about this whole ideal of time management and, and, and putting value on your time. And I'm telling my listeners that, listen, if you just take the time to do some math, look at how much you make each month, how many hours it takes you to make that money each month, divide that time into the amount, let you know how much money you can bill out each hour for your time. So oftentimes we are spending our valuable time doing things that we can pay someone for much less to do. So we're freed up to do the things that are big thinking, big money making, big uh, big change affecting things. What, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, generally, let's just say within, within a work week, there are 2,080 hours. So let's just start with that. Um, many people work much more. That's kind of a nine to five formula, but that's what the government uses when you are calculating um, an annual salary. It's 2000 So let's say somebody makes $120,000 a year. That's $12,000. That's $10,000 a month. And when you divide that by 2080, I think the calculation is right. It's about 57.83 uh, cents per hour. Um, it might be more than that, but people can, people can certainly calculate that. Time is money. That's what Benjamin Franklin said. Time yes. is money. If you want to make money, you have to spend your time wisely. Now, so you have to judge when you are not working. Is it because you need to regroup and relax and think and meditate? Or are you being, are you wasting time? And so I do always want, you know, even with my own clients who are just over, some, some are overwhelmed. Like I work with a professor over at U of H and um, she is like, gosh, I got so much to do. And then we talk about inserting uh, downtime into the equation. But if you, uh, but 
always, whenever you're starting a new business, the first thing is to make the first sale. And I think that when you are trying to make that first sale, the number of hours you put in probably will exceed that 2080. And you know, when you divide that into a week, you'll probably be putting instead of 40 hours a week, it could be 50, 60, 70 hours a week. But if those hours are being used with focus and with a strategy, um, then it is worth spending that time. It's, it's, inter- it's interesting you would say that because uh, Dan Sullivan breaks it down this way. He's got the focus days, the buffer days, and the free days. He says, oh. uh, yeah, some people think they can just work all the time, but that's not a good thing because you're not freeing up your mind to regroup and to uh, rebuild and to relax. So like, for instance, what I use, I use Wednesday as my free day in, in theory. <laughs> Wednesdays, I should not do anything but just relax, maybe play golf, just let my mind rest. And that allows you to be sharper as you go into your focus days and your buffer days, which is a catch-all day, which you didn't get done on your first focus day, you might get done on your on your buffer day. What, what are your thoughts on that? I like that. I like that. Actually, I probably will learn something from you on that. <laughs> um, you know, just inserting a, a, a regular day, we do we do need to have some downtime to regroup and to rethink perhaps a strategy or a plan that you may have might have worked okay, but not well. And sometimes you need to regroup and say, okay, let's pivot. Mm-hmm. So it gives you time to do that. Um, and then I want to bring into the fact that some people think that multitasking is a good thing to do. And we have to be careful with that. If you're multitasking, like, okay, I'm going to lit- listen to a podcast while mm-hmm. I'm walking in the park, that's good. But if you think you're going to do a Zoom call and check your email and write out an email, there's a likelihood that you will be... Um, you will make some make sure not the attention. The brain will only handle one thing at a time. But when we think we're doing multi, we're doing several sequences very quickly. So we I wanna want to make sure that we understand that as well. But I do like the fact, gosh, I like the fact that you take a whole day and put that insert it right in the middle of your business week to just have some downtime. You said golfing, you know, have fun, relate to friends, get out of that business mode. I like it. I try, I try to, <laughs> but, but I found that when I do that, I am much more productive. Yes. And let me ask you, how can a person utilize a coach like you to, I want to say, focus their, their ability to, to get the to get the most from that free time. What what can a coach bring to the table to help a person do that? Well, here's what a coach does. Coach never really tells a person to do something. What mm-hmm. our job is to bring out of you what it is that you'd like to do. So um, at the beginning of an engagement with a client, I generally their areas of see how they rate it from one to ten. So uh, we take a at their career, we take a look at family, friends, rest and relaxation, their finances. And then after we take a look at that, and 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 again, relaxation is key. They say, oh, I have a, I'm, you know, at a two or a three, where it's 10 means I'm doing great. Then we talk about that if that's what they want to do. And I then ask, well, what represents relaxation to you? Why, while golf is something you enjoy, someone else may enjoy reading a book or going to a spa. 
or whatever the case may be. How do we insert that into your weekly plan? And that's what we work on. And then I hold them accountable. If I know they said, I'm going to go do a spa treatment on Friday, I'm taking Friday off and go to the Houstonian, then I will check in periodically and just say, hey, how are you ready to go tomorrow morning uh, to the spa? And then they can confess. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am or no, I'm not. So the accountability part is a very key, key um, aspect of the coaching relationship. So if you don't have someone that either you're paying, such as you, or that you love, such as a loved one, someone who who is holding you accountable, if you don't have someone who can hold your feet to the fire, you may find yourself constantly missing the mark. Is that what you find with a lot of clients? I do. And and if I may, the difference between having a friend or a family member holding your feet to the fire is that they tend, they will tend to agree with you. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm using very general terms yes. where a coach may then, then question, what was the goal you set last week? Mm. How is it different than your unity this week? What's changed? And so you try to help people think through um, why they've changed their mind. And it may be very legitimate reasons why something changes on a calendar, of course. But, um, you know, a friend may say, yeah, girl, it's okay if you don't go or whatever. So a friend may not. (laughs) A friend is a good person to have. And we all need friends. Mm -hmm. But a coach can then dig a little deeper Mm -hmm. and and really understand you miss more on this one. And then last month, when we talked about your taking a uh, 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 go to the movies, you decided not to go to the movies. What's really going on there? Mm-hmm. And that gives mm-hmm. us a chance to explore. Is there a behavior that does not allow you or you feel won't allow you to take advantage of resting? Mm-hmm. And, and some of us are, are, are real, you know, go getters and never take a break. But that being said, a totally one who can hold you accountable and not necessarily with you on everything that you do. Well, I like the point that you bring up throwing the words back at them. You know, well, you told me last month that what you want to accomplish was this, this, and this by this day. Yes. Oh, here we are at this day. How much of that have you accomplished to take ownership of their own goals and their own actions? Yes. And it gives them a chance to think, why did I even set that as a goal? The other thing is sometimes we set goals that are not our own. We set mm-hmm. the goals that our spouse may have said to us or or a friend may say, oh, girl, you should be this. You should do that or whatever it is. And we re- and if you don't watch it, you might be doing the goals that someone else has set before you. Mm-hmm. And if there is a disconnect in that, you may re- someone may wake up and say, you know what? I hate spas. I don't want to go to <laughs> Or conversely, if it's about work goal or something they're trying to achieve, you know, they may say, I'm good as a teacher, but what I really was an artist and mm-hmm. or I wanted to be in the theater, you know, or, or something like that. So then we begin to reassess what is the um, what is the value, what is the true authentic person want to accomplish and we wipe out what mama said when we were growing up and daddy said what we ought to do what is it that your true heart where is the where is the north star for you where's the north for you yeah and if we call that if we call that emotional currency Mm -hmm. how can we 
transfer that emotional currency into actual wealth. I mean, this podcast is all about how to build wealth. So how can you take these concepts that you're you're speaking of, which I would like to see as e- emotional currency, uh, ha- high-mindedness, how do we take that and how can we use that to convert it into actual wealth-building strategies? Well, I think you have to have that as a goal, wealth-building strategies. And some people, and 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 in having that as a goal, you need to understand what is it you really are trying to achieve. So for instance, within a family, there may be people who said, I just really want to have cash flow, rental income properties. Not a bad idea. Other people want to deal with the um, with the equity stock market. Uh, not a bad idea. Then there will be some other ways in which people might decide is their their definition of wealth building. And then they come and find a person like you, James, who can help them um, strategize and and say, okay, let's start with you know as you and I did. So you know, start start with okay, what are your goals according to the emotional current gives them joy. And mm. so like for instance, in my own family, sister loves rental properties mm-hmm. and she will spend time uh, looking for those properties that will generate rent for her. Another one, mm. on the other hand, um, started her own business. And so that's how she's she's working that out. Okay. Well, this is all amazing information. Now, can you tell our listeners how they can contact you? If they want, if they're sitting there listening saying, I want to have Tondalyn in my life because I can't take another step without her in my ear coaching me and making sure I'm, I'm on task. So how can they reach you? Thank you for asking that, James. So my, I'm going to actually give out my email and phone number. Okay. So the email address, weaver.com. Tondalyn at gmail.com. That's W-E-A-V as in Victor E-R dot Tondalyn. That is unusual. T-A-N-D-E-L-Y-N at gmail.com. And my number is 713-385-1120. So I'm here in Houston, same place where James is, and uh, would welcome the opportunity to um, have a session, no charge, just to call and, and see what your interests are. And I'll As put that in. Of, if and they I'll... say James Marshall, then I will do this complimentary for it. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm going to put your contact information in the, the, the meeting notes, in the podcast notes, so they can uh, be able to get in it because it's hard to catch things when you're listening. A lot of people may be driving or walking, but Fear not, this information will be in the notes and you can just give time to lend a call. And I tell you what, she is the most loveliest person you're ever going to meet, not to mention the fact that she's beautiful. So that's a bonus. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show today. And if I can ever be of any help, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for those nuggets of knowledge, timely at that. And I hope that we said something that you guys can use. And until next time, keep building wealth. Peace. Kinda hard to do it by yourself. 
You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. No, you can't. I teach you how to say, don't waste your money, but bank your money, don't spend your end. I teach you how to say, your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. I teach you how to say, rule number one, if it ain't making money.